Hello, and welcome to the Body and Food Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Preston, trauma-informed mental health social worker, psychotherapist, and nutritionist. I'm the creator of the Body and Food Freedom Project, a women's group focused on helping women make peace with food and their bodies. I know firsthand how dieting, food restriction, and body shame can steal our joy and have us playing small in our own lives. But I also know the freedom and liberation that comes with breaking free from diet culture, making peace with food, and learning to respect our bodies. Follow along as I speak with you and my guests about concepts including shame, self-compassion, intuitive eating, body image healing, and all things trauma, mental health, and therapy. I'm so happy to have you here. Grab a cup of tea and your headphones and let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Body and Food Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Vanessa Preston, and I'm looking forward to talking about this topic today with you. Um, I think this is something that a lot of women are fearful of, and I think it can also be a barrier to actually starting your intuitive eating journey or healing your body image or even healing your eating disorder. And that is the fear of weight gain. And so this is a really big topic and it taps into social constructs and oppressive systems, including fat phobia and weight stigma within the healthcare setting and those are things that I would really like to explore in further episodes with you. But let's dive into this. So with intuitive eating, I can't say what your body will do. It may stay the same, right? Weight, weight wise, you may lose weight, you may gain weight. But I trust that your body will find where it needs to be as you move through this process. And I want to be fully transparent. I understand um, the idea of trusting yourself or your body can be scary and it can be foreign to so many. I've definitely been there. And I think that is an evolving part of body image healing and of intuitive eating is slowly restoring the trust in the relationship with your body And like I said, I wholeheartedly appreciate the complexity that can come up around that. So the first thing I want to say about the fear of weight gain is it's normal. It is so normal, given the culture that we live in, that we're fearful of it. We receive messages every single day that say we have to be thin to be beautiful, to be healthy, to have worth. And I wanted to read something by Jean Kilborn, and I will share this article in the show notes. Um, Kilborn is best known for her documentary called Killing Us Softly, which I think I remember watching years ago in university. And so this is part of the article. 
People often claim to ignore advertisements, but the messages are getting through on a subconscious level. In her documentary, she deconstructs the subconscious messages and food and body image related advertisements and describes how they create a, quote, toxic cultural environment that harms our relationship with what we eat. And I did a bit of research because I thought, I wonder how many advertisements we're bombarded with. And Kilborn talks about, and I think this is 2015, um, the average American encounters 3,000 advertisements every day and spends a total of two years watching TV commercials in their lifetime. And if we fast forward to now, 2021, although there are no official figures, the average person is now estimated to encounter between six to 10,000 ads every single day. Can you imagine that we move throughout our day being exposed to 6,000 to 10,000 ads? And I just think of all the research that goes into that level of marketing and advertisement and the use of psychology and honestly, the use of manipulation and the use of shame that's really at the heart of all that. And at the center of so many of these ads is this image of idealized female beauty. Models are tall and slender and white or light skinned and they're digitally altered to be completely unrealistic. And I started reflecting on how often we're exposed to this on social media with filters and, you know, people taking very carefully curated photos of themselves with certain lighting and certain angles. Um, and the way even celebrity culture, you know, so many celebrities are setting beauty standards without the transparency about what they've done to alter themselves to fit that impossible standard. And Kilborn goes on to say, women and girls compare themselves to these images every day. And failure to live up to them is inevitable because they're based on flawlessness that doesn't exist. She moves on to say, the American ideal of beauty has become so pervasive that 50% of three to six-year-old girls worry about their weight. And in this article, they talk about on the island of Fiji, that the arrival of television caused this boom in dieting among women and girls who before then hadn't realized that there was something wrong with them. And so my first message with fear of gaining weight is, unfortunately, it's a normal fear given the system that we live in. I think the next part of this that I want to talk about is this idea that we've been brainwashed to have that we have to be thin to be healthy. And I know this will challenge a lot of uh, knowledge that you may think you potentially have, but like, I know it's challenging to hear that, but 
it's not true that you have to be thin to be healthy. And there are plenty of ways to look after your health that have absolutely nothing to do with weight loss. And I want to sort of cover health. Like health is in terms of a holistic view of health. It is our emotional health, our physical health, our mental health, our social health, our spiritual health. And if you think about this for a moment, how is food obsession or bullying your body to stay a certain size? How is that serving your emotional health or your mental health or your spiritual health? It's just not. And to to me, my healthiest weight is where I have a peaceful relationship with food and where I'm not punishing my body. I think too, when it comes to health, we have to consider the risk of yo-yo dieting or weight cycling. And that includes inflammation, hypertension, increased stress, disordered eating, insulin resistance. Yo-yo dieting can increase your body fat storage at the expense of muscle mass and strength. It can cause fatty liver, high blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease. And so it's interesting when people think that the next diet is improving their health, when often it's detrimental to their health. And that cycle of yo-yo dieting is actually causing more harm. And so I think it's really important to widen our Uh, definition, I suppose, of what health is. Um, And something again, in future episodes that I would like to talk about is wellness culture and healthism, which has put so much pressure on us to achieve this optimal level of health. And I've seen it lead to people feeling quite ashamed if they do suffer from a mental health disorder or Um, If they suffer from a chronic illness or even um, cancer, even serious illnesses like that, that can be sometimes terminal. Um, There can often be shame on people that they've done something wrong. And I wholeheartedly disagree with that. And so a future episode, we will pick this apart a little bit more. Something else, though, that came to my mind when I was holding this topic of fear of weight gain is that I I know I did this myself and I see clients do it all the time where we can look back and compare our current body to our previously smaller body. And we can do this with rose colored glasses We have these false stories of, well, when I was smaller or thinner, my life was perfect. I was so happy. If I just had that again, my relationships would be perfect. My career would be perfect. I'd have so much energy and confidence. And it's these sort of, like I said, false stories or fairy tales that we tell ourselves. And with my clients, we dive deeper and We explore in, of course, a really compassionate way. We explore what was actually going on for you in that thinner body. 
if you are brutally honest with yourself, what was actually happening for you? And often I get responses like, well, I was completely food obsessed. I was engaging in self-harm. I was engaging in binging and purging. I felt deeply depressed or alone. And I still wasn't comfortable with my body. I still wouldn't wear that tank top. I still wouldn't wear that bikini. I still hated my body. I still experienced the same body shame. And so I think when it comes to fear of weight gain, we have to be honest about, you know, what are the stories we're telling ourselves about thinness? And I want to pause here and say, Grief can come up here and we must make space for the waves of grief that can come up, grieving the thin ideal, grieving the thin body. Um, But what I also see is women start to grieve how much time they wasted obsessing about this stuff and what they missed out on and what joy was robbed from them. And I think grief can show up when we start disengaging with dieting. Um, I really do view dieting as a coping mechanism to our culture. And the loss of a major coping mechanism or coping tool, again, it can come with this sense of loss or grief. And so I think making room for the grief that can come up in this process is extremely important. Something that helps me and did help me is thinking of what I will gain that's helpful. So when the thoughts start to fixate or the fear comes up around weight gain, thinking what else will I actually gain? And often it's aspects of your health return. You experience food freedom, less stress, better relationships, freed up mind space, more flexibility and compassion in your life. And what I see, and it is so rewarding, is when women experience this freed up mind space, they start to pursue other things that are more important to them, you know, and whatever that looks like, it might be a creative sort of project. It might be a shift in their career. It might be pursuing their dreams that they've been putting off. And so I really, like I said, when you notice those thoughts or fear of weight gain coming up, um, I think really take a second to reflect on what could I possibly gain by doing this process, by engaging in intuitive eating, by uh, ditching the diet, by doing some body image work, what will I gain? And I want to say so much of what I talk about is in an evolving process. It's not like we cross the finish line and we go, oh, The fear of weight gain is completely gone forever. I feel fabulous about my body 100% of the time. It is not that. (laughs) It's not that. It is an evolving process. And so I think 
you know, even now, sometimes I notice thoughts of, or fear of weight gain popping up. I can manage it completely different now. Um, and it doesn't drive me to any dieting or unhealthy behaviors, but it can still pop into our headspace because it's been so deeply conditioned. And so I think knowing this fear of weight gain um, doesn't magically go away. But I think what can be important is being curious about it, making space for it, unpacking what lies beneath this fear, um, and maybe doing that with a therapist or coach or through journaling, or maybe you have a supportive friend who you could sort of unpack this with. But often there's deeper fears that sit beneath this of fear of rejection or judgment or not being accepted or belonging. And so I think unpacking that is an imperative part of this. And then leaning into what is true here? What is helpful here? How can I build some resourcing and some tools to cope with this? That might be setting boundaries with family or friends. But again, this is an evolving process. The fear isn't bad. The fear should not be demonized. I think the fear so often comes up when we're feeling threatened and it's trying to keep us safe. And so I think acknowledging this fear and like I said, making space for it but not necessarily letting it be in the driver's seat. And I think to not beating yourself up that you're scared to pursue intuitive eating or you're scared to stop dieting or you're scared to slow down on the compulsive exercising. These are all ways that you've coped with a super messed up culture. They're potentially ways you've coped with mental health challenges or trauma. And so Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't beat yourself up that this fear is present. It can help to acknowledge it and understand the role it served. And I think when we do that, when we look at it and make space for it, it normally helps us move towards a place of then considering what would be the most compassionate and loving and respectful thing for myself to do right now. Is that continuing to restrict, continuing to binge, continuing to harm myself, continuing to beat beat my body up, continue to be punitive and shaming towards my body. Is it that? And I think we all know the answer to that. Of course, of course, that's not the goal. And I think a really important message that I hope you take away from this conversation is Knowing that you don't have to wait for the fear to go away before you start this process of making peace with food in your body, before you ditch the diets, before you research and try to understand intuitive eating a bit better. We can start doing that work and coexist with the fear that will come up in waves. And so this isn't an either or thing. It's not, you know, the fear is bad and we must get rid of it. And then once I get rid of it, I'll pursue this journey of food and body peace. It's not, it's not that it's not, it's going, I'm going to pursue this journey 
And I'm going to just notice the waves of fear that come up. And I'm going to be supportive and compassionate with myself when that happens. And I think so much too of bullying our bodies, obsession with food, um, fear of weight gain. It all has to do so much with our fear of not belonging. And so I'm going to leave you with a quote from Sister Brene Brown. (laughs) You know, I love some Brene Brown. And so this is her quote. The opposite of belonging is fitting in. Because fitting in is assessing a group of people and thinking, who do I need to be? What do I need to say? What do I need to wear? How do I need to act? And then changing who you are. And true belonging never asks us to change who we are. It demands that we be who we are. Because if we fit in, because of how we've changed ourselves, that is not belonging because you've betrayed yourself for other people. And that's not sustainable. And I think that reminder of what true belonging looks like and it is belonging to ourselves and it is taking care of ourselves and it is showing up who you are and knowing that that is enough. And so I hope I've given you some things to think about. This is a really big topic and I'd love to hear your thoughts on Instagram Um, If you have specific questions about fear of weight gain, um, if you, yeah, if you have thoughts or questions about it, I really am happy to have you send that through on Instagram and I can do more episodes about this topic because like I said, I think it comes up in waves and um, the learning process and the healing process is gradual and evolving. And so I will see you at the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. And I hope today's episode has been helpful. Please like and subscribe to this podcast and take a second to give me a five-star review on iTunes. That really helps get this message out to other women who need it. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Green Life Psychology. You can click in the link in the Instagram bio to learn more about the Body and Food Freedom Project, my 16-week online program where I teach and facilitate sessions live. Have a great week and I'll see you at the next episode.